Ready? Yep. Trust your guide. Trust your guide. Fish <laughs> on. Here we go, baby. Let's go. Woohoo! Oh, baby. Bow task. No! That's a big one. Oh, yeah. Nice, Jeff. Snorts were so intimidating. Like, there can't be another animal uh, in North America that can make a sound remotely like that. No. But first, a word for our partners. Alaska Rodco. Alaskan handmade rods. National Wild Turkey Federation South Sound Strutters, your conservation organization for Washington State turkey populations and habitat. Shell Art Studio, original Alaskan focused art. Slay Jays, it ain't all about the catching. Welcome to another episode of the Young Guides Podcast. I'm Keaton. And on today's episode, we're going to be, well, I'm going to be talking with uh, Russ McDonald from NWTF. Uh, he's the state chapter president and then the local NWTF South Sound Strutters, which is around the the Puyallup, Tacoma uh, area in Washington. Um, the, he also covers a lot, a lot bigger area than that. I mean, they, they, I'm in up in, uh, up north a little further and I'm part of their chapter. So um I'm just uh excited to bring him on today. We're gonna talk about some uh some upcoming events that they're uh gonna be doing and then uh get in a little bit about spring turkey hunting and then uh we're gonna talk a little politics here today. Um so we're gonna dive in here and uh looking forward to having this conversation. So uh welcome to the podcast Russ. Hey, Keaton, thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to talking a little bit of turkey hunting and uh, everything else that's going on in, oh, in the crazy world right now. It is crazy, and it's all happening at once, you know. Yeah, it is. Seems like it's all spearheading. So uh, let's talk about some uh, events coming up. Uh, we got the Washington Sportsman Show. Um, I also saw that you're uh, going to be talking, uh, doing a couple seminars uh, at the sportsman show you want to dive in on that for us right the Puyallup uh, uh the washington sportsman show that's the western washington uh, in Puyallup of course that's from uh next wednesday which is the 31st to the 3rd i think it goes from wednesday to sunday so my first seminar i'm going to do is wednesday at four o'clock i believe that is public land hunting and then my next seminar is going to be uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday, and that's going to be uh, all about calling turkeys, <laughs> talking turkey, basically, to, to explain, uh, you know, calls and, and when to do them. So. That's awesome. And and, and the Saturday one is, if you're interested, it's right after Randy Newberg. So, so you can listen to Randy before me and, and stay for mine. So. Yeah, you can double up there. Yeah, yeah. So what is the chapter's purpose at uh, the Sportsman Show? What are you guys looking to do? Uh, what kind of outreach are you looking for? So what I've gotten, we've had a booth at the Sportsman Show since I've been involved with the NWTF in the state of Washington. I've been here 13 plus years and about 11 of that has been involved with the chapter. Start out Lake Washington. And then split off and ended up at the South Sound Strutters here in Enumclaw. And usually we go in there and just we're we're looking, you know, to talk to talk turkey to people and say, hey, you know, NWTF actually exists in the state of Washington. There are turkeys here, especially the east of the Cascades, but there's also turkeys on the west side, just getting people to to realize hey the nwtf is here uh outreaches we do on the west side or you know get kids involved with outside women veterans everything you know and, and i've been teaching seminars probably boy probably about six seven years on turkey and it's a i've had nothing but good things said about about my seminars i don't i don't talk over people's heads i kind of Hey, I'm I'm not a perfect, I'm not a pro turkey hunter. So I mean, I I you know, I'm regular Joe Blow, and I'll tell you how I the mistakes I make and and hopefully that'll help you out in the end. So 
So, and, and, uh, we always do raffles to, it helps us raise money for our outreaches that we do, which, uh, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, this is just the first event of, of the, the spring, you know, late winter, I guess you call it. This is just the beginning. This is when, uh, when the rubber meets the road for us right now. So it's, it's busy, you know, on the go wheels turning from, from Wednesday on for quite a few months. <laughs> this is like the kickoff to the new year. Huh, Russ? It is. It is the, the, the Puyallup sportsman show usually is the kickoff to the year. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you mentioned a raffle. Uh, what kind of raffle are, are you doing this year? And then uh, what, maybe what can people win and, and what's this money going to? So we're, we're doing a couple things. We, we actually got the state of Washington NWTF stickers and we're going to sell those for, I believe 10 bucks a piece. There's uh, vinyl stickers that go on your car or wear, you know, gun safe, pickup truck, whatever. Yeah, We'll have those. And the other thing we're going to have is uh we have a camouflage leafy uh, ghillie suit with a custom wing bone call, a custom Primo's box call, and a couple jury, uh, three pack of jury mouth calls along with that suit. And that is going to be, geez, I wish Michelle, don't quote me on it, two bucks a ticket or three tickets for five bucks. Okay. I think that's what we're doing with it. And and of course that money is the same thing. It goes towards our outreaches like this year in July. Uh we're gonna do a Jake's event, which it, it basically you bring your kids and we have a whole bunch of nonprofits and hopefully Keaton will be there. We'll have a whole bunch of nonprofits talking about uh, getting kids outdoors and and you know passing it on it's basically that's my thing is is passing it on i've been hunting forever so i is passing that on to to the generation that's out there otherwise we in in 10 15 years we there may not even be hunting anymore if we don't pass on this this to the younger generation so so that's that's where our money goes to is is the fund those outreaches you know food you know, and all of that stuff and prizes and stuff that's going on. There is something else I'm working on. It's kind of top secret. We'll know about more about it Saturday, but it might involve a youth hunt, but we're working out the details. So, all right. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So some things to look forward to. You got some seminars, uh, come check out the booth. You kind of, you guys know where your booth's going to be at this year. And so- 1074 1074 is that is that that's like the main pav- uh, the one two-story pavilion first floor okay perfect so the one like to the right that you go in yep you, okay. you go in you go in the gold gate yeah and it's no it's actually you go in the gold gate and it's the one on the left oh, okay cool yeah um so this is kind of a topic that maybe isn't necessarily our chapter but uh as being we're going to switch to the state role here uh the yak yakima chapter is having uh their nwtf banquet coming up um i know we've talked about uh your banquet previously um what kind of stuff are they you know looking forward to at this banquet uh how is it benefiting the local turkey uh in the area and uh and who's going to be running it and be there well, the Yakima banquet's going to be February twenty fourth, so shortly after the sportsman show. So, so, and Rich Man, who's the chapter president out there, who's also the state chapter vice president. Um, of course, the money goes to you know a lot of it's to outreaches, but all of our money goes to what's called super fund, uh, money that gets sent back to us from HQ. That's money that goes into a pot where we can do things like uh, habitat restoration. We can help uh, landowners that allow people to hunt on, on on their land. We can help them out in trying to pull turkeys away from 
because a lot of landowners, the reason why they're letting us hunt out there is because those turkeys are getting in their hay or their feed and then tearing it up. I mean, I know of a guy that we helped out. Uh, we hunted on his property in the winter and uh, he had corn to feed his cattle. And we would watch the birds get in his corn bin. And you're talking uh, winter flocks have up to 100, maybe even more. And he was figuring the corn, they were eating, a single bird was eating more than a pound of corn. And that pound of corn was roughly three bucks a pound. So talk, talk more than 100 birds. And those birds would constantly come back at a pound. So, you know, calculate that up, how much money he's losing out of his corns from, from the birds eating it. Yeah. So so what we do is we use those super funds to, to get feeders or rolling hay, wheat hay bales to pull them away from that feed. Because if turkeys know of a better place to feed, they'll go to that spot. And and pull away from like the big thing is is wheat farmers and hay farmers, they get in their barns and defecate all over you know their their the hay and it it basically it's shot after it's they do that so they yeah. can't even use it anymore. Yeah. So so that's some of the stuff we do. Of course, habitat restoration we use for super funds. It's like uh, the Wind River project, which uh, there is a second stage of it coming out. Cool. The Wind River is down on the Gifford Pincho, uh, down in the southwest, kind of bordering the the Pacific Crest Trail, kind of kind of the crest. And uh, what we did is went in and replant native uh, hardwoods like white oak in there and stuff like that, and, and native grass. We, we Prior to that, the Forest Service went in and uh, and herbicide, and then we went in and planted native trees and grass. And, and there's a there's a second stage that's coming up, and uh, we'll be talking about that this weekend. So, so I don't know what's involved in the second stage, but I definitely will get that out to you if anybody's interested in it. Cool. I think it's more of the same thing. Is is got that uh, more planting of trees and habitat? I think they're they're probably clearing out more of the uh, non-native timber and letting us plant native timber in there. Yeah, that's a and that the sportsman show is coming up next weekend, correct? It's it's next Wednesday. Yeah, or this this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you say you said this weekend. I was like, oh man, I didn't know it was oh. this weekend. No, oh, that's cool. It starts this Wednesday. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so that that's great. So if you're in the, you know, in the eastern or well, I guess it's more like central Washington area, um, make sure to go support their banquet. And you said that's February twenty fourth, correct? February twenty fourth, Yakima Banquet. It's at the Civic Center right there in Sela. Yeah, awesome. Um Another one, we're going down the list of events, all right, because uh, this is like one of my favorite ones is Jake's Day. Uh, I participated in two years ago. I'm looking to hopefully participate in it this year. Um, last year, I got a little busy with a friend's wedding, but um, tell me a little bit about Jake's Day. What is it about um, and uh, who can get involved and uh, what age groups can be involved in it? Well, Keaton, you're jumping the gun. There's one before that. Oh, what did I miss? The turkey camp. Oh, I forgot about turkey camp. Well, tell this, us about this year, the, the turkey camp this year is going to be probably the first weekend of May. Uh, it's going to be a bear camp retreat. We're going to have a sign up. Uh, more to follow because there's a lot of stuff we got to iron out, like how many hunters we're talking about 15 hunters because the logistic wise having more than that is a lot it's a it's a lot of people and, and uh we're thinking about cutting it at 15 signups will be uh basically a sign up and we'll probably have a reserve of five but it's a uh, of any age first time hunters first time turkey hunters or people that 
haven't been successful in the first couple of years of turkey hunting, yeah. uh, that that kind of stuff. Any age, as long as you can, you got your hunter's education or your waiver, and you can shoot a gun, you shoot a bow. We'll have a mentor teamed up with you, and uh, we'll have property to hunt on. And we're hoping the first week in May usually is pretty good out there. This is out in Newport, uh, way out eastern Washington, right on the Utah border. So, the so it, there's tons of birds out there. I, I, I can tell you that for for sure. There's tons of birds. Not, so not definitely <laughs> Idaho. Oh, Idaho! Yeah, yeah. He's Idaho, Utah. Yeah. yeah, they're all the same, right? You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> So. Much much better place than Washington sometimes. Yeah, that was. I didn't a, say that. That that <laughs> that was a, a awesome event. I did that last year because I haven't had success turkey hunting, but I learned so much that weekend. Uh, three of the friends went down, and two of them were successful. I still am uh, still trying to find my success. Hopefully this spring, uh, but we came close, and I, I learned how to talk the language of turkey, and uh, so that's a great event. Once it comes out, let me know about it and I'll, uh, I'll share it. It, it. And, uh, you'll get there on Friday. We'll basically, uh, teach you all about turkey hunting. We'll, we'll, it'll be a seminar and you'll pattern your shotgun out there. And then, uh, Saturday will pretty much be hunt hunting and maybe Sunday morning too. Yeah. So it's a good time. I mean, we've put it on, I've been, out of the turkey camp the last two years uh this will be my third year but rich man from the yakima chapter has been doing it with aaron garcia from uh wdfw for uh geez i think they said seven or eight years now yeah they've, they've been doing it on their own so so yeah now we can start with jake's day yeah well i just want to comment too on that uh that weekend uh for the first time turkey hunters camp was just it's a variety of knowledge uh you know all different types of hunting methods and i mean they really showed you like there's a bunch of different ways to hunt turkeys and everyone does it a little differently and so talking at dinner that's probably one of the my favorite parts is listening to people talk about their stories and they're you know some people harvested a turkey just sitting and calling all day and then like i was listening to my friend they were sitting there all day and then last minute this turkey comes by and he's like get up go 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 they get up and chase it down you know so it's always it's always interesting to see how people hunt and you know how you know, aggressive some people are and some people are really lax and some people hike really far some people don't go very far so it, it was i mean if anything the knowledge that you walk away from from that weekend was immaculate yeah, it's it's a fun time. It's a fun time, and and like Keaton said, uh, networking with fellow hunters is is a good thing. So yeah, yeah, it's just fun to be around, and it's cool to yeah. see because you know, like me, I've I've hunted uh, some other you know harvest some other animals, you know, ducks, deer. I've never hunted turkeys, so I kind of had some some knowledge of hunting. And then you have people coming in, like you had that couple last year. They didn't, you know, they have never hunted before or they've hunted like one year before that. So it, it's just cool to see the different ranges of people and the different backgrounds and where people are coming from. You got people coming from Eastern Washington, you got people coming from Western Washington. So the variety of people that come and uh, it's a great weekend. So. But, and, all right, and now Jake's day. Let's dive in a little bit on Jake's day. So tell us about Jake's day, who can get involved in Jake's day uh, what age groups, and then are you guys looking for anyone to get involved in Jake's Day still? Uh, we'll, we'll start out, uh, it's July 20th this year, uh, Tacoma Sportsman's Club, and uh, it's, we kind of see 6 to 17-year-olds. I mean, we've had younger it just depends on maturity and stuff. Yeah. If you feel confident with them being there, we got uh, Tacoma Sportsman's Club. They're going to have the archery range. Uh, I talked to Greg out there, and um, he's trying to drum up where the kids can shoot uh, guns, four tens. So I think oh, they're going to have some uh, 
uh, live shooting out there too. Um, so we're going to have uh, Delta Waterfalls going to be back out there. I believe we got all the same players that were out there last year. Uh, DU was out there. I think we got some new people coming too. Uh, the Forest Service, they were out there last year. They're coming again. Cool. And uh, like I said, hopefully Keaton will be out there teaching uh, teaching some uh, fly, fly fishing and stuff. And, uh, we had a ball when you were out there two years ago. And kids, kids couldn't stop talking about that stuff. So. But- it's a it's a it's a hard thing to teach a six year old. I, I won't lie, but some yeah, and and uh, we're always looking for people to help. It, we can never have enough people to help. Believe me, if you got six year olds or you know our our average age that comes to it, we don't really have anybody much older than twelve or thirteen in the last five six years. Yeah. So I mean, the more people we can have, you know how it is herding cats. But you know, yeah, it, it's fun. It's it's watching those kids with a smile on their face. We have I always bring out the BB gun uh, uh, shoot that we have. That that's normally me, and Rich, man, that, and uh, we teach kids, you know, basic gun safety yeah, with the BB gun. They shoot, get to shoot some turkey targets. So yeah, it's but- a lot of fun stuff. A lot of Nonprofits, I think I, I have to talk to Michelle, but I think we're trying to get a falconry uh, guys out there. We talked to them at the National Hunting Fishing Day last year that we were involved with, and uh, they were uh, they were all like, "Yeah, we want to come." So we're hoping to get that, and uh, I think we got some gold panners uh, coming, and I think uh, back country hunters and anglers armed forces initiative they're going to be there so it's it's going their kids are going to have a lot of fun stuff to do yeah after this podcast we'll chat a little bit i got, I think i got another person to add for you yeah, uh, good yeah it's it's cool um but yeah so now am i missing anything after jake's day between jake's day and the cleanup uh no no, okay. that that's the very next thing is the cleanup. All right, so we got Jake's day, and then uh, we have the cleanup, and I'm going to talk a little bit on the cleanup too. Um, this is going to be my sixth year doing the Cedar River cleanup, so uh, I'm really excited. Um, it's been uh, it's been a bunch of changes throughout the years. Uh, I started out, you know, doing it with TU. Uh, then I moved on to doing it uh, first year, last year with NWTF, and then, of course, through our podcast. And I would say it turned out pretty fun last year, wouldn't you say, Russ? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a good time. We had a really good turnout last year, yeah. too. I, it's such a great day. I think uh, the thing I love about doing the cleanup is uh, is you get involved, you get people from the community, you get people from all different backgrounds, right? And they come out and they and you just all unite and you do something good for the community. And uh, if you don't know a lot about the Cedar River, it's a very urban river. Um, there's always something to clean up. Uh, the unfortunate part is sometimes we go and clean up and you come back the next weekend and it's it's like we never touched it. Um, but we all got to do our part. And if you, you know, get out there and you clean up and you know, the more people that come from the communities or all different types of communities puts a positive light on, um, you know, the outdoors, fishing, hunting, also putting in uh, positive light on all different types of, uh, um, you know, people and highlights different people. So uh, we're really looking forward to the cleanup this year. And uh, I'm looking, always looking forward to doing it uh, with Russ and Michelle again. Um, it's going to be August 10th this year, uh, Saturday. So have it on the calendar. Um, you can go to our Facebook page if, uh, if you have Facebook and, uh, it's just a Cedar river cleanup. I believe it's Cedar river cleanup 2024, but it should pop up. And then, um, as we get closer, I'll, I'll put more information out how to sign up, uh, and get involved. And, uh, if you're listening to this and, if there's any way that you would like to donate to the cleanup, uh, that would mean the world to to us because uh, 
it, it's just nice to have people come out and do the cleanup and then walk away, you know, with some type of thing, right? Uh, you know, they can get a hat. They can get, last year I was giving away fly rods. Uh, I mean, there was just all, I can't even think of everything that we, there was a lot of people that uh, donated. So if you have donated in the past, I just want to say thank you. Uh, if you're willing to donate um, some cash for lunch for the people that are coming out or uh, just being involved in, uh, you know, donating or just coming out to the event, that would mean a lot. So uh, looking forward to doing that uh, with you again, Russ, too. And it, it, that's actually a good time of the year to do anything in, in on the west side because I don't think since we've been doing it, it, it hasn't rained at all. What's funny is when I first started doing the cleanup, um, it was always raining for like my first three years. It rained every single cleanup. So uh, I I always find it. I was like, when we started doing it, it's like it started to become a nice weather. So hopefully this year we get nice weather and not a downpour on us. Yeah. yeah. Way, we show up. Rain or shine. Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you can root for. So. So after the cleanup, we got your banquet coming up. Yep. October 5th. All right. Keep that on the radar. Put it on the calendar. Last year's banquet was awesome. Uh, I donated a trip to the, the banquet because uh, what Russ and Michelle and NWTF Washington and the South Sound Strutters chapter are doing for getting people involved, um, doing outreach and uh, and conservation efforts in the state of Washington is just uh, unbelievable. And uh, I think everyone should be involved uh, with NWTF uh, if you want to actually make an impact in our local communities. Yeah, and that, that's about uh, all the events I got tied up right now. I mean, I'm I'm trying to Possibly we're talking to a couple of people about uh, possibly doing some uh, uh, virtual uh, turkey hunting seminars. Yeah, I might uh, squeeze in one or two at the ranger station in North Bend. It'll be a mix of in-person virtual at the same time. Oh, cool. So uh, a couple of those. I mean, it, the big thing is that to follow that stuff is go to our Facebook page, either the Washington uh, State NWTF or South Sound Strutters NWTF Facebook page. And we got Instagram too whenever I go and do it on Instagram. Yeah. It's it's hard to keep up on all this social media stuff. <laughs> There's a lot to do, huh, Russ? Yes, yes. So let's get let's get talking on a, a topic that maybe we we don't enjoy, but we have to do, right? We're gonna have right. to get a little political here. Um I've seen, and I think if you haven't, there's a lot of stuff coming down Washington states um, on uh, hunting, angling, foraging. Uh, there's some good stuff that's coming down. There's also some some stuff that we, uh, I think we need to address and get support. Um, I saw, uh, I mean, let's let's get on SJR eight two zero eight, which is uh, adding hunting, fishing, and foraging to Washington State's constitution. What is uh what's NWTF doing to get involved in in uh, this? So to to kind of talk talk to that uh, in the beginning, we talked about super funds that that we raise for like our banquets and fundraising and stuff. We use some of these super funds to fund political stuff. Like I'm part of a, a sportsman's coalition. Here in the, the NWTF, like our uh, biologist and me and Rich are kind of involved in the background, is uh, we pay for lobbyists all together with a whole bunch of other like Ducks Unlimited, Rocky Mountain Elk, uh, Mule Deer Foundation. Uh, I think Trout Unlimited might even be on there, uh, Delta Waterfall. Uh, all those guys we kind of pitched in to get a lobbyist to help us out. And the and to tackle some of these bills that are coming in the state of Washington, and this coalition is just the state of Washington. Yeah. So, so that's what we're doing at, at, at eighty two hundred eight SJR eighty two hundred eight. We've uh, we've sent 
a letter on, on behalf of the coalition and all of those, I mean, there must be like about, the last letter I saw, there had to been at least 30 sign-ons of different uh, different entities, nonprofits that signed on onto it, plus NWTF uh, headquarters. Because any bill that I see, I I need I need approval from from HQ because I don't work directly. I'm not an employee of the NWTF. I'm just a volunteer. So I need approval for them for us for me to speak on behalf of the NWTF. But what they'll do is they'll legally write up a letter on behalf of the state of Washington NWTF and send it on to Congress here in the state of Washington, yeah. supporting bills or not supporting bills, which we're doing a lot of that right now. In the last two weeks, I think between me and, and me and our biologist and and, uh, and our legal department in uh, uh, Edgefield, I think we've done about four letters so far on different bills. Yeah. One of them was the fur uh, banning of fur and and stuff that happened today, testimony that happened today. Yeah. One of those was we sent the letter on that one. And we sent the letter on supporting 8208, which is, you know, changing the constitution, the state of Washington constitution to allow, you know, fishing and trapping to be a, more of a right in, in, in the constitution. So, yeah. Which, I mean, you look back to, I mean, you go all the way back to caveman days, people have been hunting, fishing and forging in some way or another. Um, so I, I just look at it as it's a very important, um, policy to get into our constitution here in the state of washington and so if there's any way you can support maybe you're not in washington um, but just having that show support adding that pressure uh, really just helps you know show that hunters and anglers mean what they say and uh, we're kind of a i mean i think we're getting me and russ were talking before the the podcast and you know hunting and fishing is kind of it's becoming a a a juggle right like you have people into it and then you have people that aren't into it but it seems like nowadays it's either you're really into hunting fishing and foraging or you're really not into hunting fishing and foraging right uh, so and, and the biggest thing is 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 what we do in these outreaches like uh even the sportsman show but the sportsman show kind of caters to those people that do hunt and fish but the outreaches like our Jake's Day and stuff, we get a lot of families and stuff and kids that never hunted or fished before in their life. And yeah. it's just explaining to them, hey, this is what we do. And there there are stuff out there. And some of the biggest things that I've seen NWTF nationally do is, is talk to those people that are um, – you know, against hunting or even vegans and stuff, bringing them out deer hunting or turkey hunting or dove hunting. Yeah. You know, we just, NWTF is the National Wild Turkey Federation, but we just don't mentor people just for turkey hunting. We mentor people for all kinds of hunting. Yeah. So, so it's, it's showing them that there is a lifestyle out there and it's not a bad lifestyle. And the thing is nowadays is knowing where your food comes from. And that's a that's a big thing right now is is knowing where your food comes from. You know, yeah. there's nothing more organic than a wild bird <laughs> out out in the woods or or deer or elk or anything like that. That's like that's a that's like one thing I really love about angling and hunting is because there's a level of process that you have to go through. Like you're making the harvest first, right? You you harvest that animal either you either shot it with a bow, shot it with a gun, uh, you know, reeled it in, you're out fishing, right? Then you get it. Then you know that next step is going to be, you know, it's going into ice. You know where the cooler that it's been in, where it's going. You drive it, you either take it to a butcher or you butcher it yourself, and you know, butchering, you know, filleting, whatever you're doing. And then there's something about, like, uh, bringing that, knowing that you harvested that animal, in you know the morning before and now you're having it for dinner the next night that is just unexplainable 
and the, it just tastes so much better and you know exactly what you're eating and where it came from. Well, it's it's called field to plate. Field it, to plate. It, yep. And and me growing up in Minnesota, the perfect story to segue into is is whenever we we harvested a deer whitetail back there, anytime we would get together as a family and get together and butcher the deer. I, I, I've never in my life really brought uh, anything to a butcher before. We've done it ourselves on everything. And the thing is, we'd sit down in my aunt's basement and we'd have like a conveyor belt of stuff. Hey, you do this rump roast. Hey, you do the back strap or whatever. And the thing is, somebody would come down and they'd say, hey, can you stake out some back strap or, or stake out the, the, the rump roast or whatever? And they're all like, yeah, yeah. And they take it off and they cook it. As as we're butchering it, we're they're bringing it down for us to eat. So that. Oh, that that, that's what's so crazy about it is like you yeah you can eat it the next day or you can eat it while we're still butchering it too. yeah <laughs> yeah you know what's a it, it, there's so much tradition uh in hunting and angling like i mean i've you talk about your family i've had a uh, fishing season since before i can walk that i go to like every year and i mean just the camaraderie camaraderie of going to fishing season and i have family come that doesn't even fish but they're like it's fishing weekend and i'm getting a fishing license and we're all going out on a you know the floating dock or off the dock and yeah. there's a competition and so i think it you know kind of going down this road here um you there's all this tradition and then there's what's portrayed about a hunter Right. And I think these people are really missing out on these traditions and, you know, the importance that it means to individuals versus what they, you know, that have never hunted and never been outdoors, but they've just seen it on television or whatever. And they get this, you know, implication of us that we're just beer drinking, truck driving, you know, shooting guns out of our truck when there's so much law and order that goes into making sure that we can harvest and make that harvest legally and we're all trophy hunters yeah i i want for one love you know cooking and and eating uh wild game and uh wild fish so you know not not like wild fish but you know what i mean like yeah hatchery and what whatever is legal yeah. i'm ca i'm catching and keeping so yeah uh, and and I what growing up in Minnesota is like you know my aunt and my dad and my uncle and my mom always said you can't eat horns so don't get overly involved with how big the horns are yeah you know so yeah yeah and, and it is it really is I I grew up the tradition was is it, it was it was a family thing you know me and my brother well, he's only a year younger than me uh, growing up the competition of us who gets the bigger, whatever. I mean, you know, it was, you know, fish, you know, squirrels, rabbits, you know, unfortunately from the time that we could hunt big game to the time I went in the Navy, my brother really didn't get a deer. I got all the deer, but after I went in the Navy, my brother went on this holy terror of monster deer. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What you know, one thing too that I I think that went from like when I first I harvested a deer at eight, right, and I I got the meat from it, and at eight you're like you don't really know a whole lot of recipes and stuff to make, so you make like teriyaki backstrap or whatever. Yeah. Then the from when I you know from when I was eight to now, seeing all the different types of stuff that has come out and what they're you know putting wild game into, I mean people are making like sophisticated meals out of uh wild game you know stuff that you wouldn't you know you'd hear of spaghetti and now they're making like uh you know venison backstrap with like some some nice sauce on it some red wine sauce and yeah we're getting all fancy with it and i think that's really cool too to see uh the you know the different uh ways you can cook and prepare stuff 
Yeah, all, all you have to do is get on the internet and Google search, uh, you know, how to cook venison or how to cook a turkey. There's tons of recipes out there. I mean, there there is a website out there that's actually called Field the Plate. And uh, I actually made uh, met that author who's a Jeremiah Daughtry. And he uh, goes into cooking all wild game only because he has some kind of... Uh, where he can't eat processed meat it's got to be wild it's it's something in his system where where uh, it doesn't uh, processed meat doesn't set with him well and i met him in nashville at the national convention great guy follow him on facebook and me and him me and him bs a lot only because he lives down in la and he's a, a la kings hockey fan and of course i'm a, a kraken fan so yeah me and him go back and forth when the kraken are playing the king so oh yeah that's awesome but he's got the guy's got awesome recipes i mean the stuff uh, he's he has the quarterly magazine that comes out if you're a member he has a article in every single um, magazine of one of his recipes. So, and it just a, it's a variety of wild games and yeah, yeah, most mostly turkey, of course. But I've seen some venison stuff that he's had in in uh, in uh, the magazine too. Yeah, I also I want to give a shameless plug to the uh, the meat eaters uh, cookbook. <laughs> I I got that for Christmas and the variety of what you can do it just expands you know they, i mean they got like uh tongue recipes they've got uh organ recipes they've got uh you know roasts and backstraps and they got different types of fish and ways to cook the fish that you're like wow i would have never thought of it that way i mean they talk about uh harvesting it butchering it and uh and then putting it on the plate you know in a different way than maybe you're normally doing so that, that's pretty cool and, and uh to follow up what he was talking about if if you guys uh get a chance people that are listening to he's going to actually be at the portland show right after the washington show and uh right now from what i just saw that uh they were doing first come first serve but now they're doing reserve tickets for him because they they thought man it's going to get pretty wild down there with steve being there so yeah so yeah he's he's going to be there i think one or two days yeah you have to look go to you know the sports sportsman shows and the portland i think it's the north they call that the northwest sports show which is their biggest show that they do every year Portland's wild. One of these, the only problem is it's right during the national convention. So I'm going back to Nashville at the same time. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I haven't been able to go. I, I want to go one, one day. Yeah. Well, you just have to, to send someone else, send Rich down there and go to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I want to talk a little bit more, uh, kind of about what's coming down the pipeline for Washington hunters and anglers and uh and what is nwtf doing um to prevent that and help uh you know be pro hunting and uh you know talking pro hunting for you know whatever it may be being for our public lands our our guns um our conservation uh everything that we need to know and do uh what can what can you recommend I, I I recommend, of course, joining any of your nonprofits like DU, like uh, Rocky Mountain Elk. Uh, of course, I'm going to say NWTF first and foremost. Always join us. Yeah. But uh, 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 all of those guys have legal departments. All like I said, this coalition Amon has all these guys. These guys on this coalition actually work for DU and Rocky Mountain Elk and Mule Deer Foundation, they are actually employees of, of those nonprofits. And they are working with their legal departments to get, you know, to talk to, we have a bunch of senators and reps that we go to, like Fortunato, that's the, the, the he's a house rep in the state of Washington. We go to him on a lot of stuff that supports us. There's a couple others that, that we go to so supporting them 
Um, howl, right? Is it howl for howl for wildlife? Yeah, they're another great uh, uh, entity to join. I mean, those guys are in the face of our Congress, um, but, but those guys are nationwide too. They're they're in every state because it's. Believe me, it's just not Washington that's getting attacked. It's everywhere. I mean, Colorado is really getting hammered this year yeah. on stuff. I mean, they they I just heard that their commission just axed axed their cougar uh uh season this year. Yeah, that's so, crazy. so those guys are are totally involved, and of course uh, joining them as a member supports the funding of all that stuff. There's a there's a couple others out there. Uh Forgot what uh, uh, pageants, what is that? Washington, WWC or something like that. I mean, you, you can look up. Washington uh, What's that? Washington Wildlife Coalition. Yes, those those guys. Those guys, same way. Uh, they Both Howell and those guys have filed lawsuits against state. Uh, both the commission and uh, the governor. Uh, to stop certain things and it, it mainly it, it revolves around the the wildlife commission the wdfw uh, commission and and some of the stuff that they do they're they're promoting th what they're trying to do in in my opinion is reword conservation and what it means they're trying to get away from the american uh, standard of how we conservation works there's I'm trying to remember what it is, but there's there's a guideline that they follow that has been in place for decades, and it's and it's absolutely 100 percent uh, worked for everybody. But they're trying to get away from it. They're trying to get away from being consumptive. Uh, it, it, that that's the biggest thing. The the buzzwords they throw out are biodiversity. I mean. It, the big thing is when it comes to what they want to do is they want less hunting, less trapping, less fishing. They want it to be all encompassing of everybody. And I get that. I used to be a hunter ed instructor. And one of the things that we taught in hunter's ed is, is it's worse to see animals die of starvation because that's what we do as hunters and fisher we're part of that conservation is we bring down that population because if the area overpopulates stuff's going to die of starvation because there's not enough food there. Okay. So if there's more deer, more elk, more bear sitting in one area that that habitat can't hold, then those animals are going to die. If we don't hunt them and bring down the population, they're going to die of starvation. So what's worse, seeing us harvest it and humanely use that meat and that hide and whatever, or seeing an animal starve to death? I mean, that I, I've talked to a kid that was a vegan about that. And I said, hey, I'm not going to talk you out of being it, but I'm telling you this is how we look at it. And she looked at me and she was like 10, 11 years old. And she was, Jake Stay sat there with her arms crossed across her chest. I don't want to deal with it. But after I talked to her, she understood. And she started enjoying herself at Jake's Day. Yeah. Once I said, this is what we're about. I, I respect what you believe in. But we're not the people that are, you know, we're just raping and pillaging like the Vikings of old. <laughs> yeah. Just slaughtering everything. That's not what we're about. We're conservationists, and and we're not there to take everything. We're there to to take some of it to get the population down, but we're also there to put stuff back. Yeah, and that's the, the one thing I talked to uh, the Oregon State uh, chapter president. I, I I tell people in a a quote that he said is uh and he probably got it he may have gotten it from somebody else's is uh, what we should be doing is is when we take something out we should always be putting something back 
So that's that's where habitat restoration and stuff like that comes in to our play. You know, we're taking it out, but we're always putting something back in its place. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, you talked about the, uh, you're talking about the, the North American model of wildlife cost. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I looked that up for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you touched on, uh, on hunting, right. But we, we look at, you know, let me come from more of an angler's perspective too, is we have, uh, people put all different types of fish in these lakes, right. That were once heavily, you know, tr native to trout or, um, or to whatever was living there first. But like one thing that comes to mind is like pike, right. Pike, let's go to Alaska. I was just up visiting Kyle in Alaska this summer and, uh, somehow pike got into the, uh, watershed up, um, uh, in the, the the willow watershed where he guides at and uh there's a you you catch a pike it's it's dead on the spot i mean and that's just to save salmon you know dwindling salmon numbers dwindling trout numbers because if that gets a boom uh it can be devastating to you know to to the the salmon even more than what they're going through right now i mean i know for a fact that uh you know, Washington state's salmon goes through a lot of, uh, of different, uh, obstacles when they're coming back. I mean, pollution is a huge one. Uh, I mean, loss of, uh, like spawning grounds. Uh, I mean, there's just so many factors overfishing, uh, you know, we're all pointing fingers at each other, but I mean, we, we got to kind of come together and, and, uh, do something here, but, it's just it's just important i kind of lost my train of thought there i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> there's a, i got so much things going through my mind this this week's been crazy i mean we we were talking on topics it's just been a crazy week i'm like my mind's all over the place i'm like oh what about this how do i get involved here what do i do here um so where i was going with this is take care <laughs> go out and, and fish and you can you can make a difference in you know our natural settings by taking care of you know you harvest something you can save a species you you know these like russ was saying they get blue tongue they might get hoof rot you can prevent that from spreading by harvesting an animal so and, and it, it keaton's touching on why it's so crazy i mean the legislative session is only 60 days and there's only there's over 1100 bills which aren't all about hunting and fishing yeah uh but i mean here's here's some examples uh hb 1902 or 6004 which deals with firearms uh hb 2054 more firearms uh s hb 2118 more firearms uh hb 2238 ammunition HB 2286. Oh, by the way, that 2238 imposes a new tax statewide of 11% on ammo on top of everything else that we got on there. Like, uh, there's a tax, a recreation tax, it's called Pittman Robertson, that we use for conservation dollars. And, and that's been on there forever. But the, that's, that's just... If, if we're just talking about stuff like that, that's going to put an additional 11% tax on that. And uh, it, it's kind of strange. And never, they, they say the 11% is funding and I don't, I don't really like what it's funding. So I, 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 to your listeners that are hunters and fishing and like to shoot, I definitely look at that one. Uh, Here's a one House Bill 2286, that's salmon recovery. Uh, re creating a capital grant program to support recovery of salmon and steelhead stocks. That's probably a good one. Uh, HB 2293, avian predation, studying the effects of avian predation of salmon. Uh, HB 2294, salmon recovery relating to salmon recovery count. HB 2434, Fish and Wildlife Commission, eliminating the Fish and Wildlife Commission. Uh, that might be something to look into. I mean, there, there's some, uh, 
game. The commission was put there for a reason. The current commission is probably not doing what they're supposed to be doing, but I can't go much farther than that without getting 100%. myself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I I always tell people. So I posted on uh recently on a, the Fly Fishing Washington page about this um the the fur one. I can't remember the the bill number off the top because I mean you just read off like ten <laughs> in the last. And, like, there's there there is way more than that too. Um. But I shared that and I just tell people, I say, hey, I'm sharing this here for informative reasons. And, you know, you can you can take a guess on what I'm choosing if I'm sharing this and trying to get people to um, to get involved in on it. But I also respect people that maybe see it differently. And, if you know, I'm just happy that people are getting involved either way. But, uh, you know, we need to we need to speak up, I will say. I'm 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 saving myself too here is we need to speak up as hunters, anglers and outdoors people and just and just talk about these tough topics that, you know, we try to avoid for a long time. But we have to get a little bit political here and uh, and, and really do something for our state. And if we want to continue to hunt fish and enjoy the, the outdoors. So. I'm actually looking up that fur one. Yeah. But I mean, it, this, I'm looking at a list off a, off a PDF document that's sent to us from our, our uh, like I told you in the beginning, the part of the coalition, coalition, the sportsman coalition in the state of Washington, and uh, the lobbyist and lawyer that we got sends us all the bills that and we have a list of it and it says you know support pros and cons and stuff like that and and honestly that wasn't even half the bills that would really concern us as sportsmen and sportswomen uh combined the uh, hunting fishing uh shooting sports that, that that's not even half of the bills that are going on out there. I mean, there, there are some wild ones out there that are just extremely crazy. Yeah. And I, I would suggest going to, you know, Washington state govern looking at the bills that are out there. I mean, a lot of these are starting to come out of committees or dining committees, but I mean, there are some firearm ones that are coming out of committee that are going into going out onto the, the floor to be discussed, which really some of these, and, and some of them are the hunting and fishing ones too. Yeah. And and what we do is we develop letters from our lawyers as NWTF. We sign on coalition, the Washington State Sportsman's Coalition uh, actually does letters that we can sign on to that are legally written by, by lawyers and, and spearheaded by some some reps or senators but we also as the nwtf i will ask hq and i will send them the bill and and tell them whether we support that or we don't support that and they will generate a legal letter and send it to our congress plus our governor and uh, and if it involves the ag at the same time we'll send letters to everybody saying that there are some firearm ones that that affect us because we do fundraising and at our banquets we sell firearms and some of those those laws actually will affect us on whether or not we can raffle firearms or not yeah because we got to have a FFL there on site because of some of the state laws that you know they have to have those guns in their possession in order to raffle off, but there's some laws out there that might even prevent the FFL from doing stuff like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's crazy because you know a lot of those firearms that you you know you sold last year go into conservation. I mean, it's a full yeah. full circle. Like you're 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 raffling off, you know, hunting rifles, hunting shotguns for the purpose of going out and harvesting, but also that money that they're paying for the raffles is going back into conservation efforts to help, uh, you know, wild turkeys. And, and yeah. we talked about this in previous podcasts, 
but it's not just wild turkeys you're helping when you're redoing habitat and you're investing in habitat you're helping the elk you're helping the deer you're helping the streams i mean everything nearby is going to benefit from that so yeah and that's that's we uh we as the nwtf naturally nationally have teamed up with the stewardship with the u.s forest service nationally in uh in the 20 million dollars on on doing that and one of the big things with the forest service is water uh protecting the water that runs through the forest that's that's some of the big thing that the forest service actually does and and that water helps everything it's it's fish it's wild game and you know elk deer everything turkeys us. All fish fishing streams yep us too we yeah exactly i mean water is becoming a pretty huge commodity in some big states like california new mexico arizona they're starting to run out of water yeah. and, and and some of the water like if i remember right we actually send water from up here down to california and some and and oregon too so yeah it's crazy and I used to live in Northern California. A lot of Northern California, like Lake Shasta and Lake Orville, most of that water is shipped is is sent down to Los Angeles and stuff. So, I mean, water's a huge. You talking about politics? Water is becoming politically charged too. Yeah, what's not right? Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't walk down the street without you know something political hitting you in the face, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, I want to kind of wrap this segment up. Uh, I just want to say if if you're not involved or, you know, whatever you believe is right, you know, you you have the right to to get involved and be involved in, uh, you know, in these bills and and the says. But I just want to say my personal and I would say probably on Russ's behalf is get involved and stand up for, you know, angling, hunting, forging. Uh, and then, you know, we need our tools in order to harvest animals. So that's important too. So um, I, I'm looking forward to getting, uh, I'm going to, I'm trying to work on getting Hal on here and, and diving deeper into some of these topics. We just scratched the surface here today, Russ. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> but uh, I want to get in and, and dive deep and in, to, talking and getting some more explanation on this but uh if you can uh we try to share on our uh instagram and our facebook uh things coming down the pipeline you know like i mean you heard russ he he sat there and listed like 20 off and and what 30 45 seconds so there's a lot coming down and we can't catch it all but you you know try to get involved get involved with the nwtf get involved with ducks unlimited rocky mountain elk foundation uh, you can get involved with the the coalitions, TU. I mean, there's so many so many varieties of uh, groups and organizations that you can get involved in and um, and really support what we do. So, um, yeah. Russ, uh, I think just kind of walking out of this podcast here, is there anything else you wanted to share? No, I just echo, you know, being involved. It's just not, you know, yeah, I'm just going to go out there and go hunting and, and ignore everything because eventually we n- may not be able to go hunting. Yeah. I mean, just think of that. Uh, that's, that's a big thing to think about. I mean, they people are out there working against us to not be able to go out hunting and fishing yeah. and, and everything else. So it, it, just it, get involved. Get involved. I don't... You know, of course, I'm going to promote the NWTF, but I promote all the rest, too, because they're all doing good work. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, we're all in this together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we got to be. We got to be. We can't We can't be fighting each other because if we're fighting each other, those other people that are trying to take it away from us are just got more ammo to take it away from us. So. Yeah. They're winning. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No. Um as we're exiting this podcast so there's been a recent question i like to ask everyone um and i don't think i've asked this one to you yet but uh what's one word that describes you 
Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, I I like I, this. I, I bet you my wife could think about about a ton of things. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm just gonna go back to what I've been called for many years, Yeti. Yeti, I yeah. like. It. That's awesome. Well, cool, Russ. I uh, I really appreciate you hopping on today and uh and and talking about some upcoming events i hope that you guys go and visit russ uh russ at the sportsman show um also i want to just plug right now uh slay j is gonna be i can't remember the exact booth uh i believe she partnered up with uh i can't i can't remember when when i do i'll i'll post it on our story you'll see me sharing it on our instagram uh go show some love just go talk join a raffle uh, support some local businesses. Um, so just really excited uh, for this, the sportsman show. I'm going to be volunteering with NWTF Saturday and Sunday. So if you listen to the podcast, uh, come by and say hi to me and Russ and um, looking forward to, to being down there. So thanks for hopping on tonight, Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just some quick updates. I finally am uh, I've almost got a date on the the fly tying event. I'm looking for kind of mid February. We're we're looking to land. I'm just getting my order in from Spawn, um, and then we had the pipes burst at the church, so we had a we had to fix that. That's where I do the the tying classes at. So luckily they're getting that fixed, and uh, I'm gonna have a date on the calendar, and uh, we're gonna be able to do it. Uh, this year, I'm going to have to charge a little bit just to help with. Uh, I, I bought materials this year so people don't have to go spend 200 bucks. Um, it's going to be in the range. If you have your own vice and tools, you can show up. It's going to be about 25 bucks. If you need to rent a vice for me, uh, plus uh, getting all the materials and the tools, it's going to be 30 bucks. So, pretty reasonable. Uh, you get to tie a couple, uh, you know tie a pattern get a couple flies and then you'll be able to go out and use them and fish with them so uh, i always enjoy those nights just you know people coming together talking fly fishing enjoying each other's presence it's a great night um i think that's mostly it make sure to follow the cleanup page on facebook and then uh show some love to us on our instagram and facebook uh at the young guides podcast um and then uh yeah, I, I'm just excited to see what this year brings for us. And uh, hopefully I'll uh, harvest a turkey this spring. So uh, with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening and uh, supporting us. And uh, yeah, this is another episode of the Young Guides podcast. Thanks. Catch you on the next one.